Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not easy being the one everyone counts on to keep your operation running, no matter the weather or supply chain hiccup. But we get you Raymond in Buffalo, Maria in Miami, and Jules and Troy, taking control of everything that's under your control. At Granger, we're here for you with high-quality supplies for every industry, plus real-time product availability and access to experts ready to help. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. <laughs> yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. So if I'm holding the five, then... Wait, did I give him the 20? This week on the Story Song Podcast. I hear the tale everybody, welcome back to the Story Song Podcast. I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Gazell. Every episode we walk you through the world of a story song. And this week, uh, Rachel is uh, trying to come for my record of having done the longest song. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> I did Scenes from an Italian Restaurant. Yes. Uh, Rachel, a little jealous of my record, because I talk about it a lot. You guys, mm-hmm. I, it's, I, I, I stop. I lowered it over them, um, but no, but Rachel, I'm sorry. I looked it up. Uh, we're doing "Taxi" by Harry Chapin, uh, coming in at 6:39, but it seems to be Italian restaurant 7:34. I'm Whoa. sorry. I'm sorry. Almost a full minute. Will listen, you come for the king? Will you come for the king? You best not miss. That's listen, all I'm we can say. get into it, but we all know that. You tried. We, we all know that Scenes from Italian Restaurant is just three different songs put together, so it can be longer than a Harry Chapin song. That's true. I mean, I Harry's got <laughs> Harry definitely. He's got a long one for just one story. Yeah. Um, in which let's be honest, not a lot happens. I mean, there's a lot of backstory, presumably, but. Well, I'll say this about Harry Chapin. Much like Donna Summers. Uh, uh, Harry Chapin doesn't do short songs, really. Mm-hmm. He's I've I've been listening to a lot of Harry Chapin. He doesn't have a lot of short two minute ditties. Also, right. just like Donna Summer, you could really dance to this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
you just you yes. really want to just you know shake your money maker that's to right. this song uh when it comes on but it's a, this is a big hit in the clubs mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we're not saying what kind of clubs right but there are clubs motor where... clubs possibly it's possibly yeah <laughs> that's, they're just in a row just like i just like i you know what i like the song but what kind of transmission he's got in that thing? I need to know. <laughs> Come on. You got to. got to be in the lyrics. Like what's what, the what's, gas mileage? We Highway. don't know. Highway City. What Highway are we? Highway City. Know, what are we what looking are we, at here? What are we talking about here? It's called uh, taxi. I imagine the whole thing would give me the breakdown of the specifications of the taxi that he's driving. So, uh, Rachel, mm-hmm. tell us the story of this story song. Taxi takes place in San Francisco or Frisco, uh, mm-hmm. where a taxi driver is picking up his last fare for the night. Uh, he recognizes the person he picks up, a woman. Then they slowly come to the realization that they have dated long ago. And the story is basically them reminiscing about how they've been, what it was like, all the dreams that they had, and whether or not they fulfilled those dreams. And then luckily, as if by magic, the moment they run out of things to say, they're at the door, um, they're at the driveway of her of her home, and he mm. drops her off, and she gives him a big tip, and uh, then he drives away. Yeah. And they never see each other again, <laughs> presumably. And uh, the moral, like the moral of every Harry Chapin song is, no one can ever be happy. That's right. He drops her off at her door and he says, she grew up just like me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the moral of the story is life is hard. Dreams are meaningless. I'm going to make a million bucks off of this song. <laughs> it was raining hard in Frisco. I needed one more fare to make my night. A lady up ahead waved to flag me down. She got in at the light. Oh, where you going to, my lady blue? It's a shame you ruined your gown in the rain. She just looked out the window. She said, 16 pops, I think. Uh, first of all, there's no better city to abbreviate than San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Frisco is perfect. Don't yeah. give me L.A. Nobody cares. <laughs> Even NYC. Right, right. No, Frisco, so good. Right. So good. I mean, I remember, like, people got super annoyed with me because for a while I was just calling it York. And I, <laughs> right. I really was hoping that would catch on. But yeah. for some reason, uh, yeah, I just, I, I wrote it on packages that kept going yeah. to England. People just That's could right. not figure it out. It was and a you, problem. And you're like, I put a, I put a, um, apostrophe before, right. uh, before the Y. So <laughs> right. People knew so, it was uh, an know. abbreviation. Yeah, come it. on. Um, but yeah. Um, People got yeah, annoyed at me anytime I go to San Francisco and I just call it San. <laughs> well, the pro- the other thing about Frisco, right, is it's San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. So it's your two you're apostrophes. Smushing, but I'm saying you're not just you're not just doing part of the word, you're smushing it together. Right, right. That's you know right. what I mean? But yeah, I mean, this is like the benefer of uh, of, <laughs> yes. of city names. You know what I mean? You're just right. you're smushing it together. Um, all right, so it's raining in Frisco. Um, you can call him the Frisco Kid if you want, because um, he's out trying to make a fair for the night. 
Lady gets in. Um, you know, he is, I definitely checked, do not want to talk on Uber. He is violating that immediately. Um, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> talk, you know, talking of a storm, saying it's a shame you ruined your gown in the rain. She looks out the window and says, 16 Parkside Lane. Now, here's my question. Yeah. Where is she coming from that she's wearing a gown in the rain? And what if it wasn't ruined by the rain? What if it, if she was just like, excuse me, this is the design. Well, right. what if there's- I paid $25,000 for this listen, gown. Listen, Kim Kardashian years ago wore a dress that was supposed to look like she was caught in a rainstorm to like the Met Gala. Maybe that's the mm -hmm. whole deal. Yeah. Maybe that's the whole deal. Yeah. Um, but- I don't know. I mean, also maybe gown. Maybe he's using gown a little, uh, a little loosely, but who knows? Or it's just supposed to denote that she's a super fancy lady. Well, that's the thing. We find out that she is very rich, so maybe uh, this is just like everyday wear for her. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> she's like, this is my uniform. Mm -hmm. She. Mm -hmm. Nobody uses the word lady like Harry Chapin. His use of the word lady, the way he mm -hmm. says it. The, I get annoyed with the word lady, but for some reason when Harry <laughs> Chapin says it, I'm like, all right. Yeah. Uh, I could think of two people who use the word lady just as well as Harry Chapin. I know mm -hmm. you're going to say Mr. Kenny Rogers. No, I was going to say Jerry Lewis and Sticks. No. <laughs> I was, I was going to say Jerry Lewis. Yeah. Lady. He's, he's, he's number one for me. By the it way, not the first time they've been mentioned in the same sentence together. <laughs> yeah. Was, I well, think guys, also in the Paul Lind Halloween special. Thank you for teeing me up for my old stand-up routine. What if Jerry Lewis sang Taxi? I think it would go <laughs> a little something like that. Uh, <laughs> Where you going, my lady? Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh. That would ruin the whole song. Um, but I, I feel for her when he starts speaking and... She looks out the window. I've definitely been in that situation where you well, get into an Uber, you get into a taxi, and right away, he's a talky-talky. Yeah. And you're like, this is going to be the longest ride ever. I'm not a, I'm not a person who speaks to anybody. Um, <laughs> right. <so. laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll give you a polite, like, hey, how, how's, how's the night been? Yeah. Okay. And then after that, after the first 30 seconds- we're both going to be quiet now. Oh, yeah. and have, oh, and when you get into one and they're not playing music, even if it's mm -hmm. bad music, if it's oh. just you're just sitting there in silence. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a nightmare! What a yeah. nightmare! No headphones, yeah, yeah. always headphones. Plus, plus, unless he's singing this as they're going, so he's literally singing to her, "Where you go, and my lady blue." Right. Uh, and then that would be <laughs> worse. It's like this is going to be the whole time. He's going right. to sing to me. It was, oh, it's a time. it's a six and a half minute long drive. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> and by the way, he's playing acoustic guitar, and he does not have his hands on the wheel. And the very least, even if he's not singing, you're gonna get you get in that taxi, Uber, Lyft, whatever it is. And in the first fifteen seconds, you're like, "Oh, this he gave me a nickname. This yes. is gonna be one of those." Okay, <laughs> hey, lady. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this guy's auditioning for something every time someone That's gets right. in his taxi. Fantastic. Terrific. Something about her was familiar. I could swear I've seen her face before. But she said, I'm sure you're mistaken. And she didn't say anything more. It took a while, but she looked in the mirror. Then she glanced at the license for my name A smile seemed to come to her slowly 
It was a sad smile just the same And she said, how are you, Harry? I said, how are you, Sue? Through the too many miles and the too little smiles I still remember you It took a while, but she looked in the mirror and she glanced at the license for my name. A smile seemed to come to her slowly. It was a sad smile, just the same. Um, the reason why is because this is a Harry Chapin song, <laughs> right. and no one can ever be happy. There are no happy for five smiles. seconds. Five <laughs> seconds. Only sad smiles. Come That's on. the only kind of smiles there can be. <laughs> sad, you know, she was resigned. She, she was, was beaming, but Harry is just like, "That's a sad smile." She's like, "I'm right, giddy right <laughs> so now." Happy. Mm, so happy. That's a sad smile. Right. Again, in Harry Chapin's world, there's only three kinds of smiles. A sad smile, a resigned smile, or a, like a, you know, whimsy sort of. Right. Like, uh, yeah, it could have been nice, I guess. Kind of smile. <laughs> like a, a nostalgic smile. smile, yeah. Yeah, a nostalgic a sort of. smile, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, once I was happy, but but no more. Um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she she does recognize him. And she says, how are you, Harry? And I said, how are you, Sue? Um, and she said, my name's not Sue. Yeah. What the hell, Harry? <laughs> um, through the too many miles and the too many smiles, or too little smiles. Of course. The too many, of course. Come on. Like miles. <laughs> Who are you kidding? But it took a while. But now it, I still remember. It took a while. Well, so, he looks like crap. <clears throat> well, Let's here's my that. question about this whole first beginning. Okay. Does he actually recognize her? Does she actually recognize him and she's just trying to avoid it? Because as we get into the story, you'll see it's it's not a perfect story. But right. um, and are, is she trying to be like, no, 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 it's not me. Uh, uh, sorry, sir. You have me mistaken with somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. Or is it true that is it truly that she's just coming? They're coming to the realization and, and being like, oh, that's who you are. I think I mean, I think she doesn't recognize him at first. I don't think she looks at him. Yeah. Well, that's I think she gets in the cab. I think, I think she does what any of us would do when we get in a cab: right. is sit down, look out the window, and mm-hmm. not want to talk to anybody. That's right. No. Um, and again, I mean, unfortunately, this is 1972. But she would have immediately look. Have I gotten in an Uber? Yes. Am I above opening up the notes app on my phone and pretending to text? No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. Um, so but I think yeah, that's what think, she did. I think she gets in the car and she gives him the address right. and just looks out the window yeah. and doesn't really look at him. And when, when he says, uh, you look familiar, she says he must be mistaken without having made eye contact. She's, gotcha. she's right in a or... Harry Chapin song kind of mood. Right. <laughs> so she starts <laughs> yeah. and she starts looking in the mirror to see if she recognizes his eyes and then sees the license yeah. and it all comes to Well, cause eyes. the other thing too, is you got to remember. She gets in the car. He's like, hey, Lady Blue, what happened to your dress? And then when he's like, you look familiar, it's like, no, I don't. Like, you are you know what I mean? Like, I mean, you're, that's true, you're, too. You're, you're doing a bit. You're trying to pick me up, whatever. I'm not interested. Yep. Please leave me alone. But then she does look in the mirror. She sees his eyes. But the only reason I say that is because otherwise, if she was trying to pretend like she didn't know him, she would have just gone all the way home and pretended that she didn't know him. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? The right. fact that she says... She realizes who it is. Yeah. Um, it is famous singer-songwriter Harry Chapin. Um, <laughs> then she says, how you doing, Harry? She starts to figure it out when he says, a taxi arrived just the other day at 
picked up a passenger right. in the usual way. <laughs> when he turns on the radio yeah. and his song comes on, so she's right. like, I, now oh. I recognize you. Now I recognize you. It's a familiar yeah, yeah. voice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, what, what, do, what do we think is going through her mind at this point? I, I think, I mean, we get into it later, but I do think there's, you know, they, they've, we'll, we'll get into it probably now, but they okay. were in a relationship, and if, when you see an ex, there's always the moment of, oh, how are you doing, and how do I frame myself to make sure I'm doing just as good as you are? <laughs> or, better. or better. Everything's great. Everything yeah. is just so great. It's not a sad smile. <laughs> this is a regular, normal, I'm happy with my life smile. I'm a billionaire now. <laughs> I think that's what's happening is, is that gauge of, of how, how, are, how am I approaching this? We had a relationship. He's driving me home in a taxi. That's mm. weird um, to begin with. And so how, how am I going to frame the rest of this hopefully six-minute long car ride? Right. You know. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, and there's also like, you know, or even if you just run into like an old friend or something, you know, and there's that like, like, it's almost like you're going along in life and then it's like, it's like it's a check of like, how am I doing? Right. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what do I want to say here? You know what I mean? Like, great that's question. Why you've got to, you got to sort of plan those moments in advance and be like, what have I been doing? Right. Mm -hmm. That's what I mean. What is You need new? a checklist. You need a checklist. Yeah, you need yeah. a life checklist every look. Right. Go back to it every six months and be like, what am I putting on my, you know, elevator pitch of my <laughs> of my years since I've seen this right. person? It's like every six months, like you should update your resume. Like you have to do right. that for life in general. Like your have life a little, resume. Like laminated card that you carry along everywhere you go. Because yeah. it's always when you least expect it. Yeah. You know sure. what I mean? It's always when like when you're walking out of the store and you have a bunch of bags in your hand and it's like you know, Dan, and you're like, uh, oh, oh my God. Oh my God. Where are you? <laughs> what? I'm, I'm great. How are you? Oh, you're a state Senator. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> what have you been doing since high school? I yeah. just went to the grocery store. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. Nah, just yeah that's up it. Some groceries. That's it. That's okay. What... Bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I went, the... see you in another 10 years. Yeah. I went in there when I was 17. I got lost and I just came out. So <laughs> that's it. It was somewhere in a fairy tale I used to take her home in my car We learned about love in the back of a Dodge The lesson hadn't gone too far You see, she was gonna be an actress And I was gonna learn to fly She took off to find the footlights I took off to find the sky. They knew each other in, an, mm. in what felt like another life. They knew each other. They were in a relationship. Yes. And they learned, they, they made out in the back of the Dodge. What he's saying <clears throat> is uh, it was long ago and it was far away and it was so much better than it is today. <laughs> That's yeah. right. This is uh, the sad singer songwriter version of Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Yes. I, I right. cannot tell if the lesson hadn't gone too far. This is whether that means physically hadn't gone too far or mm. their relationship had not gone that far. Right. I, I, that's what I can't tell if he's like, listen, we didn't go all the way. But right. <laughs> or if he's or if he's saying we learned about love, but 
we didn't learn about love to the point where we could make this last. I think it's that. I think version. it's that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's that. Well, if the lesson that is they love, no. <laughs> they didn't. They weren't actually in love. They broke up. Right. Right. Or he's saying we learned about love, meaning like we learned about physical love. Right. But we didn't learn about actual love. Yeah. Like we we because they didn't learn both, about everlasting love. But they were listening to everlasting love. That's right. On the radio. Which was also a big. This episode is called "How Many Other Songs." (laughs) (laughs) During this episode, so whatever happened, they broke up because he says, "You see, she was going to be an actress, and I was going to learn to fly. She took off for the footlights, and I took off to find the sky." So she wanted Um, to be a stage actress. I guess so. I guess right. Yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. Here's how this could have worked. He wanted to, I guess, be a pilot. He could have flown her to New York. Well, this is the this is what I couldn't figure out is is he actually learning to fly or is that like is that is it literal or is it you know philosophical? No, I think literally he wanted to learn. He wanted to be a pilot. pilot. Oh, okay. He wanted to be a pilot. Got it. But I mean, my this is my interpretation from what he says at the end. Oh, right, right, right. I mean, I don't know if you want me to go to that now, um, but hold hold on to it. Okay, keep it in the yeah, back well, po- in the back pocket. All right, let me just I'm gonna slip it right here in the back pocket. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, save that for later. Got a little morsel for the end. Or of the episode, what if? Guys. What if he was gonna be like a like a Air Force pilot or something? Mm. Maybe not a commercial well, pilot. Uh, Maybe well, that's why they broke up. Because she was she was artsy and he wanted to go in the military. No, I think he was leaving. Oh, could be. Could I mean, possibly. To, to war. I mean, you want a little... Well, I'll wait. I'll wait. No, I'll do wait. it. Do it. Do well, it. Say, I, say well, what you're going to say. Well, I was going to say, it's funny, you, it's funny that you made that connection, Michael, because there is a connection with um, Harry Chapin and the Air Force. Oh. So. Do you want to tell us that connection? Um, I believe he, he went for the Air Force Academy, but he didn't make it through. Oh. He wanted to fly. He literally wanted to fly. So. Oh, so is this autobiographical? <clears throat> well, we'll get into that, but oh, yeah. Oh, come on. All right, fine. Partially. Mm-hmm. But- Did he drive a taxi? We'll get into it, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's autobiographical and that he once saw a woman in a dress who got wet. That's it. That's <laughs> and he calls people lady a lot. <laughs> Aside yeah. from that, it's all made up, but no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anyway, yeah. I mean, they broke up. To chase their dreams. That's what. That's what this she comes down to. He actress. had planes to catch and bills to pay. Got it. That's right. right. Um, <laughs> now I assume he knows. Well, first of all, she knows he's not a pilot because he's right. driving a taxi. He would be driving an air taxi, uh, <laughs> which I assume existed in the seventies. I have not uh, checked into it, <laughs> but um, but he's yeah, like, I this mean, is my would... airplane car. The the mere. F- <laughs> What if, what if she didn't get in? He was like, hold on. Zoom, and then it flew off. It's just like, you made it, Harry. You really made it. She's like um, buckling her seatbelt. Like, what did you say about tray tables? <laughs> um, but yeah, he. Uh, so by the mere fact that he's driving a taxi, she knows that he did not fulfill his dream. Right. Um, he doesn't know about her, although I guess. But he does know, drive a taxi to the airport, so. He's close. Halfway? Right. It's close. He's close. I, I mean, my guess like, is. Go ahead. I once, like, well, like I once saw on a, a poster in uh, 
my um, advisor's office in high school. Shoot for the moon. Even if you miss, you land among the stars. There you and that's go. what I'm going to say to Harry. That's right. You did it. Are you flying a plane? No. Do you constantly see planes yeah. around? Yes. Does it kill you every time? Yes. <laughs> do you go home and cry? Yes, you do. <laughs> so, what, what was my point? I don't know. I lost I lost the track here. Someone but, gets in his cab and is like, take me to the airport. Right. And he's like, I, I could have been at the airport. There's <laughs> a whole I story. catch a flight. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried to catch a flight once. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, um, but yeah, but I mean, somehow he knows that she also did not fulfill her dreams or at least right. not in the way that she wanted to. I mean, I guess the fact that he, I don't, maybe he's looked her up or well, maybe that gown knows. is a costume. Well, that's what I'm saying. Maybe She's playing Cinderella. She's, maybe she's running from the theater. Cause she's, I mean, she's a, she, she's a fancy lady. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. she, maybe she did. Maybe she is a successful. But she's in Frisco. This is I in guess New that's York. True. This is Frisco. I mean, they have theater in Fris- in San Francisco. I don't want to say that. Not good one though. But, Not good stuff. But though, if you're gonna bad. be, if you want to be an actress with footlights, right? You're not hanging. I mean, out they in have San they have footlights in the in the theaters in San Francisco. Um, no, they've been outlawed. There's much more stringent <laughs> yeah. uh, just spotlights rules about and nothing footlights else. in California. They, they have to stuff all the footlights with rice and roni, and that's the thing. <laughs> that, that's right. That's by decree of the mayor, yes. from what I understand. Uh, I've not looked it up, but I'm just going to assume that's true. Whoa, I've got something inside me to drive a princess blind. There's a wild man wizard, he's hiding in me, illuminating my mind. Oh, I've got something inside me, not what my life's about. the way i see it is you know this is i think probably he's settled into this taxi life he knows it's not what he wants to do he sees this woman from his past and they were both had were so full of dreams and it's reigniting this idea of he's not being who he is so in the mm-hmm. inside is this burning desire to be somebody else, right? right. So well, so then he says, I've, oh, I've got something inside me, not what my life's about, because I've been letting my outside tide me over till my time runs out. Right. So he's saying that his interior life and his exterior life do not match. Exactly. Just saying he's got dreams. big dreams. Also, this He's got rich. big dreams, so... but, right. <laughs> well, I'm only saying because it doesn't, like, from a story song perspective, it it like this part doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the story. No, um, not that it doesn't. I'm just saying it like it, in a more traditional, you would expect him to like explain what happened, right? You know, to like well, it doesn't. It doesn't like say, he, what happened right. was he's driving a cab, but he still right. has these dreams of. It's it's right, sort of him explaining saying, to himself as well as to but her. But he says, "I got something inside me to drive a princess blind." There's a wild man wizard, like hiding inside me, illuminating my mind. Like, that I don't that's, know. That's, that's the '70s. What I'm saying is, he's just like <laughs> sort of, you know, sort of filled with like I don't know what, like all yeah. this like crazy energy and like rage is building inside of him, but there's nowhere for it to go because he just drives his taxi all night. Yeah, I mean, I think that's I think that's right. I mean, I think that you know. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he's probably has it's it's 
it's giving an insight that you don't get a lot with story songs is the internal life of the person during the story. Because I do think that this is this bridge is the is a spark that's happening within him. Right. Like when you speak to somebody, especially somebody you haven't seen in a while, maybe what if they're doing well and you're not doing as well? Maybe you're like smiling and nodding and having a conversation, but inside you're like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> or like, what has happened? Do you know what I mean? Like there's, yeah. so that's what this is. This is the internal monologue he's having with himself while trying to make pleasantries with this person who has just stirred up all of these emotions and feeling of self-doubt that have been lingering for a while. I, I just put a lot on Harry Chapin right there, but here we are. <laughs> so the next thing that happens is there's this like, falsetto voice that sings what it says is baby's so high that she's that she's skying yeah she's flying afraid to fall i'll tell you why baby's crying because she's dying aren't we all and there it is harry here's, Chapin, ladies here's and what i want to say <laughs> here would just be my one comment jesus harry i mean come on <laughs> holy moly like whoo um really i mean and and also that puts a lot on 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 poor Sue. Like I'll tell you why she's crying because she's dying. Aren't we all? Well, here well here's Can what I, here's what I was gonna ask. What are we supposed like? What is this? Like is this something he's thinking? Is this some third party angel floating above them? Like who is talking? And it, are are they even talking about Sue at this point? I mean, I think so. I think that this is, so if that first part of the bridge is about his internal monologue about himself, the second right. part is putting on, putting his thoughts of what she's going through on her. She's probably saying, yeah, things are great. I live here, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. things are, mm -hmm. things are terrific. Mm -hmm. um, and he's like, that's not true. You're flying right. high, but let's, <laughs> you're dying inside. I'm Harry Chapin. I get to tell people their emotions. Right. It's what I do for a living. So, <laughs> so that's I mean, what he said. What if she's doing great? Let's she's let's happy. take that. But I'm saying, like, because here's the only thing we know: she gets in a cab, she runs into an ex, and she's awkward. Yeah, <laughs> not surprising. Um, Ditto. So yeah, again, maybe the reason why she seems sad is because she doesn't want to be in this awkward conversation. And otherwise, <laughs> she's she's doing great. She's fine. She's had a great life. She cooks on Sundays. Like it's going real. She's gardening. Like she really, she's really doing well. Yeah. Um, because we only know his like, you know, we don't have the actual information saying that she's sad or that, you know, she's, she's wearing just, a gown. She's a poor little rich girl. <laughs> Unlike well, a Tuesday, right. she's doing right. good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, point for her, even if she's miserable, right? She's rich because Harry is poor <laughs> and miserable. And I've been there. And, I, you know, I'd rather be rich and miserable uh, if given the choice. So, um, okay. So the other thing I want to say is I never, I uh, have listened to this song uh, several times throughout my life. I never knew what they were saying in this right. part because they're like, oh. It's like like angelic voices from up on high. Like you don't right. really know what's going. And I have to say, I I love this song. I love Harry Chapin's music. I, I there's something about this little like angelic chorus thing. I it happens in a bunch of songs, not his, only his songs. Mm -hmm. But the, I, I I don't like it, and and it's just a personal preference. But I'm just like it it takes me out of the song that's happening. Yeah, I get the point of it, but I also could do without it. If I was an editor. Uh-huh. I, I would have I would have suggested he takes this this whole chunk out. Because 
it's this whole song is rooted in reality and a very sort of straightforward like just the facts ma'am kind of thing and then this part i I just feel like kind of comes out of nowhere and and just seems weird well you're very big into literal uh music writing dan so you you're like if it hasn't happened like (laughs) you it better you better say it like just i mean i'm just saying just tell me you went to the store i don't need flowery (laughs) language Look, I don't want the who, what, like, where. Don't give me a simile. Don't give me any right. of those things. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I want just the. F- <laughs> That's yeah. your your record label. Just the facts. <laughs> right. <laughs> Look, it's Harry Chapin's a genius. He's doing fine. He doesn't need me telling him what to do. So I'm not. I'm right. not saying he did anything wrong. I'm saying again, a personal preference. Yeah. This part always stuck out as, as strange to me. Well, yeah. I um, I know what this part is for, but I've got to save it for the next segment. Okay. Oh, yeah. look at this guy. Wow. All right. And with that, we're going to be right back. <laughs> <laughs> not the not the behind oh. the, for the this is this is expanded universe. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. gotcha. So Thank just, you so okay. much. Make a note of that. Love it. Love it. Um, oh, I well, thought you were anyway. going to hit me with some real facts. Man, no, I don't have those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, why does Michael like the part about wizards? We'll tell you. <laughs> After the weather uh, and this break. <laughs> um, so, uh, so then he says, there was not much more for us to talk about. Whatever we had once was gone. So I turned my cab into the driveway, past the gate and the fine trimmed lawns. Now, this is some good storytelling here. Yes. Yeah. Because we know, we know exactly what this is, right? Yep. Without him ever saying, by the way, she's loaded. Right? <laughs> he, never, yes. he never has to say that. We get it. Yeah. So when you're listening to it after, this is right after that ethereal singing. And mm. he says, I, I turned my cab into, and it's like, what? What did you turn your cab into? <laughs> right. Is it a plane now? <laughs> into, the, into the driveway. Mm. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought we were going to make it all sensational. <laughs> Just a driveway. Uh, by the way, again, the timing of this ride, the fact that they ran out of things to say just as they're pulling into the driveway, that's that's solid. Or else he's just, here we are. He's a professional. Like, this isn't my home. He's like, well, we have nothing else to say, so <laughs> no. get out. You can walk that's the it. rest of the way. That's the way this taxi works. Once we're out of conversation, <laughs> you get out. Thank you for riding with the Awkward Silence Cab Company. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, well, I guess, I mean, I guess the question is how long did it take before she realized it was him? Like, was she, because right. that would have been smart, by the way. That's the way you, because you know how far away your house is. Sure. So once you know you got about five minutes left, that's when you're like, oh, Harry, yeah. oh my God, how are you? So you, you get through that first 20 minutes in silence. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's good to see. We should get together. Okay, here's my finely trimmed lawn. Bye. <laughs> you know what's tough about that? She did that, and then they hit traffic on the bridge. Oh, man. And, oh, my gosh. Imagine wow. if there was traffic. Oh, what a you got, That's the thing. You can't, you can't do it on the bridge. You have to make sure yeah. you're on the other side of the bridge. Yes. You got to be yeah. like, because you know, like, you know, they're going through, like, winding streets. They're not, right. she doesn't live on the highway. You know what I no, mean? No. She's. It's not an easily accessible place. She's off somewhere. Um, where it takes a while to get there. Yeah, like right by the, the gown stores to keep the riffraff out. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's like, oh, you know, my husband, the owner of Wet Dresses Incorporated. Um, 
made a million. I this wear is a, these, an original design. It hasn't right, been weeks. I wear these as a promotional item uh, <laughs> just to help his business. Um, I'm auditioning for Avita. It hasn't been written yet. <laughs> so uh, she said we must get together, uh, but I knew it would never be arranged. Yeah, no crap. Um, <laughs> you drive a taxi and she's a billionaire. I don't think she's going to uh, figure out how to get you two together. Um, she handed me $20 for a $2.50 fare and said, Harry, keep the change. Uh, uh, um, well, you want to s- I want to go. Well, here's what I say. I want to go back in time. If for no other reason than to just buy a house for $15,000. You know what I mean? Like just, <laughs> yeah. just for the, a $2.50 <laughs> fare. Uh. You, Mike, you, if you get in a taxi, that's two fifty, right? If you're lucky, it's probably five bucks. Well, but here's at the this thing: point. she was going to 16 Parkside Lane. He picked her up at 14 Parkside Lane, <laughs> so <laughs> it, was, it was not a long drive. And they ran out of conversation fast. That's right, real fast. That's right. Uh, <laughs> but this, I this part is brutal. Yes, brutal. Um, both on on Sue's part and just as a as a like. <sighs> Just as a as a story in a song, just that that line itself is like one of those three or six um, word stories mm. where it says she handed me twenty dollars for a two fifty fare. Harry, keep the change. That's a story in itself, right? Do you know what I mean? And and everything that goes behind <laughs> the that. ballad of the seventeen dollar and fifty cent tip. <laughs> well, just the fact you can tell. Well, I mean, I guess you need some backstory, but the fact that they were in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. And she has gotten to the point where she is giving him a, um, I was going to do math in my head, but I'm not going to, a right. very large tip. $17.50. There's, it's right. so, page- no, I was going to do percentages. But I'm saying, oh. but, but it's, what it's, Rachel's it's, saying though, that this, in today's dollars, this is a $40 cab ride. Yeah. So she's basically handing him like 500 bucks and being she like, she is, so yeah. uh, in Modern time dollars. So this uh-huh. is 1972. Yep. Um, Michael, Michael has an abacus out. We'll say we'll we'll do it in 2020 dollars because that's okay, all I can good. find. Um, a 17 dollar and 50 cent tip would be 109 dollars and 97 cents. Thank you. That's right. So saying. imagine yeah. somebody you know from your younger years, right? Is you do something for them and they give you a huge tip. Okay. Right. And there is I, I, part of it. Hold but on. Let is, me say. I like this so far. Yeah. I like where this is going. I don't see what your problem is here. But this is where the next the next four lines are amazing right, 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 right. and really show Harry Chapin as the most Harry Chapin of Harry Chapins. If you're where, wondering, by the way, that cab ride is fifteen dollars and seventy one seventy one cents. Thank you. So you're talking okay. about like what a hundred percent? I don't. Know, I'm not doing math. I'm not doing percentage. <laughs> I've never been. <laughs> Good. My brother, when he listens to this, he will call me up and he will tell me what the percentage is. I guarantee you. But what I'm saying is, that's not just money. That's a statement. Either her statement of pity on him or her statement of appreciation of like, you are one of my oldest friends and I care about you and we had this wonderful time together. Keep this change. Mm. Like there's, it is a loaded amount of money. Even if she gave him a five, if, if she gave him a five, Right. And said, "Keep the change, which is a hundred percent tip. Like that's different than giving a twenty dollar bill. 
you right. know what I mean? Right. Like, so maybe it was just, maybe there's nothing behind it. Maybe she's so wealthy that she's, he's like, that's $2.50. And she's like, I don't understand. This is the smallest I have. Bye. Right. Just take this. But well, what goes that's what banana I was going to say. Cost? $10? That's not. <laughs> go ahead, Dan. Go right. ahead. Sorry. Oh, no. I would say two things. First of all, I mean, I, I took it not as like an appreciation. I took it as a pity thing of like, I clearly live in this giant house. I'm clearly very wealthy. You drive a taxi. So right. in, in, in terms of pity, I'm going to give you this money because yeah. I think you need it. A. B, the other thing, too, is that she could literally, like my, I mean, like Michael's saying also, I think she's like, here, take this because I just want to get out of this taxi. I, money right. needs nothing to me. First of all, and crumples it up and throws it. <laughs> but I don't want to have to wait. But right. she's like, I don't have to wait for the change. Like, I don't want to. I don't want this to go on for a second longer, which in some ways is just as insulting because it's like yeah. this literally this money means so much to you. It literally means nothing to me. And it's it's worth it to talk to you for 10 seconds less to pay a 800 percent tip yeah. on this cab ride. <laughs> so. Can you read the next four lines? Because, I mean, I could talk about these eight lines mm-hmm. for yeah. an entire episode, but go ahead. I, yeah. will, I will say this. I can for a $17 tip. <laughs> um, 17 1972 please. Yeah. She handed me $20 for a $2.50 uh, fare. She said, Harry, keep the change. Well, another man might have been angry, and another man might have been hurt, but another man would never have let her go. I stashed the bill in my shirt. I mean... Harry Chapin. This is the song. Like, <laughs> unbelievable. This is the song. He has so many emotions in four lines. And he, right. he there's a beginning, middle, and end to these four lines. Yeah. You know? Yeah, well, this is like, a whole story here. Gonna, what else am I going to do with it? I could get out and say, how dare you? How, how, how dare you insult me? I don't need this money. Right. But he also comes to the realization that, you know, at some point we could have been together, you know, we we could have made this work, and I could have been having this life with you. Probably not, because he never became a pilot. But and she married rich. But you know, right. And at the end, he has nothing he could do but take the money and put it in his shirt. Like right. <sighs> and I mean, I I interpreted that as because the line "another man wouldn't have let her go." Right. That he's sort of resigned to the fact of like I'm not. I didn't become a pilot. I didn't get the woman I should have been with. Like, right. I'm just, I'm nothing. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a cab driver. I'm just a cab driver. And like, I don't, I don't, I, I'm never going to get the stuff that I want. And I don't even deserve it because another yeah. man would have fought for her. Yeah. And I let her go. And I think too, like this line of, well, another man might've been angry. Another man might've been hurt. I think he is angry. I think he is hurt. I think it's him going through these emotions and coming to right. the realization that there's nothing to do about it. Do you know what I mean? Right. He's yeah, putting yeah. that on another man, but it's it's on him. I right. can't imagine Harry Chapin's just sitting there like, you know what another guy would have thought about this? But I'm clearly <laughs> not hurt or angry at this, and how dare she, and she right. thinks she's better than me. Um, right, and I think you're saying, like, what is he going to do? Is he going to get out and be yeah. like, how dare you, and throw the money back at her? Like, right. I, I, you know, certainly I think he's hurt and angry, but also, again, I think it's sort of a dull thing of, like, you know, this is life. Like, well, I also yeah. think by the time he's Whatever. processing these emotions, she's gone. Right. Right. Oh, she's yeah. She's out of the cab. Yeah. 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 So. She opens her curtain. She's like, he's still out there. Why is he still out there? Yeah. So she's like, all right, well, Harry, you keep the change, and my security guards will be out in two minutes <laughs> to escort you off if you have not yet left the That's premises. Right. Um, 
The dogs will be released in 30 seconds. So please <laughs> leave immediately. Um, so she walked away in silence. It's strange how you never know, but we've both gotten what we asked for such a long, long time ago. You see, she was going to be an actress and I was going to learn to fly. She took off to find the footlights and I took off to find the sky. And here she's acting happy inside her handsome home. And me, I'm flying in my taxi, taking tips and getting stoned. I go flying so high when I'm stoned. Oh my God. Shoot oh, for the moon. so good. You land in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, but it's so good. And, and man, if that's not a lot of spin. Like, yeah, we both well, got what we asked for. I mean, clearly he's not saying it like that. But right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's like, what, that's what he kind of means. In, in some ways, when you think about it, everything worked out just great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did, it's great. It's great. Oh, did I'm you flying. did you ever learn to fly? I fly so high right, <laughs> all the time. I don't, I don't even have to leave the cab. So it's better, actually. Yeah. If you so think I wanna, about it. And she, she's like, are, are you acting? I am acting happy. Which is, like, I don't even have to go to the theater. Right. So it's fine. I stay here and I act. I'm acting like I'm not crawling out of my skin talking to you. So in some ways. There's that. I am an actress. He wanted to be a pilot, but he just, he washed out. I mean, he he spent too much time drinking. Right. And smoking pot. And he didn't put in the effort because it's a hard thing to do. And so he took the easy route and just became a taxi driver. She... Went off to find the footlights. It was hard because it's hard. So she gave up and married Rich and now just lives a life of uh, comfort, but didn't do the thing she wanted to do. It's not clear why they broke up, but, uh, and or if their dreams were a part of that. But I think they both kind of compromised on their dreams. And she has a much more comfortable life than he does. But. Um, not the life that you wanted. And I think the life that they wanted, regardless of the dreams, involved the other person. Mm. Right. Well, and I think, ironically, they're perfect for each other. But the reasons why they're perfect for each other is why they can't be together is because they both went off to live their dreams and they both took the easy route. They both both quit. And right. did did what was easier as opposed to doing the hard work to fulfill their dreams. I mean, because yep. the only thing, the thing about being an actress, like, you could be a really good actress and not make it. Sure. Right. Like, it's, it's, it's just, it's a luck of the draw. It's a tough business. Like, so again, you could, you could be like a really good actress and just be like, oh, I couldn't make enough money out of it. Not to take anything away from pilots, but I feel like you <laughs> go to pilot school, you work really hard. In pilot school, you get your pilot's license and you become a pilot. You know what I mean? Like, you don't have to audition to be a pilot. You know what I mean? You don't have to get an agent to be a pilot. Like, you just be a pilot. So I feel like his failure is is more pathetic, I guess, because he could have just done it. Like, she could have said, like, hey, I tried really hard. You know, I did some regional theater. It just, it just didn't happen, you know? But for him, it's like, why don't you just, if you want to be a pilot, just be a pilot. Well, listen, it also gets into the idea of, like, it's the it's the early 70s at this point, like, being a sellout and, you know, right. giving up on dreams and being a taxi driver as opposed to be- giving up your dreams and buying into the into society and into the, you know, status quo. Some people would think that that is the easier route. You know what I mean? Like, that, if you're talking counterculture, then then people would be like, oh, they really sold out. He's still... 
he's still his own person. He's driving a taxi, whereas okay. she's like a kept woman. Okay, you know, that's it. All right, but the, I mean, um... but I think in general it is like it, the whole idea of this is that they had they they like Michael said like they had this this life they thought up together and right. it just never came to fruition. But he made a spin on it and said, you know what? In a way, we kind of got there if you think about it. <laughs> this is actually right. better. Um, <laughs> this is, this is. I'm going to sort of flag this right now as a really specific joke. Um, right. So here it is. Uh, what you might not have known is the song uh, Dance 10 Looks 3 from A Chorus Line was actually written about flying. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. To all six people who enjoyed Dan, that, you're welcome. Yeah, Dan will explain that later. <laughs> you it's, don't have to, it's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about someone who, she was an excellent dancer, like it said, she was dancing. I, I mean, so from, she had from context clues, I actually, I kind of figured it out. It's yeah. fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, again, I mean, I think that's that's an interesting thought, Rachel, that, that you know, her, well, but the thing, though, is that the, because the, it's, Man, it's tough because the reason yeah. why they broke up was both to follow their dreams, and right. then they get, they find out that neither one of them did. So yeah. it was kind of like maybe we should have stayed together or whatever, or or at least the reason why we broke up was turned out to be nothing. Yeah, because... I mean, it would be an interesting thing to have had there been like a Joni Mitchell do like a uh the other side of this story and tell Sue's side and mm. you know what her feelings were about it. Oh, um, and then we could hear both sides now. That's right, right Michael. That's no, right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that's, I mean, I think I think there's just so much to this. This is a, obviously, we'll, we'll get into it in, in story behind the story, but there's, this song is, there's a reason Harry Chapin is Harry Chapin, right? Like, like this mm-hmm. is, there's so much packed in this song, even in, and in every single verse, right? right? Is, is, well, is standalone. Yeah. And so, um you know, he just has a way of like making you ha- think about, you know, it, it, like you were saying, Dan, like it is a little bit of a literal, like straightforward song, but within that, there's so much emotional ambiguity to it and an ability to interpret what this person is feeling and what this person is going through that that is that that's what makes it so great because it seems straightforward, but it's really not. But that's also what makes it more realistic. Yes. Like that's that's life. Life is about those emotional complexities uh, right. as the story's unfolding. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, I was joking about the straightforward thing, but no, no, no. yeah, I well, no, I was going to say yeah. I love that, you know, there's there's so much left unsaid. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because he, he's never like again, he's never like, by the way, she's loaded or. By the way, she never became an actress. Or you know, by the way, uh, I'm smoking pot right now in my cab. Like it's <laughs> it's the only other thing I want to say is that. So I listened to this song, and then I I I put on like a Harry Ch- greatest Harry Chapin's greatest hits. Mm-hmm. So there was this song. There was the first song on the album. Then the next song was a song called like Dreams Go Away, or something mm-hmm. that was about a married couple that like each ver. It's another story song. Each verse was like, oh, we're in school right now. We have to put our dreams on hold. And then it was like, oh, you're having a baby. We have to put our dreams on hold. And then the last verse is, we're going to see our grandkids. We never lived out our dreams. Oh, Harry. Um, 
And I was just like, and then the next song after that, because I, I was listening to that song, and I looked at my phone, and the next song was Catching the Cradle. And I was like, Harry, dear <laughs> Lord, because not only like this off, not only can you write like we got the beat or something, just yeah. write like a happy, light, fun <laughs> song that doesn't mean anything. Okay. It's just for people to dance to a, but also B Harry, I don't know if you know this, you are a successful musician. You lived <laughs> your dreams, buddy. Like what is this obsession? <laughs> Give You're doing great, okay? Give us a sorbet in between at least, buddy. <laughs> and it's crazy because, wow. like, he had a huge hit with his recording of the electric slide, so you would think that he yeah. would put that at least in between one of those two songs. Right. That's But right. the thing, but, yeah, but I mean, he, but he rewrote it about how the electric slide didn't live its dreams. Right. And, uh, That's right. Is, is thinking about ending it all. So, um, all right. It let's used to talk- be electric. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now it drives a cab, but uh, <laughs> it's it has dreams of, of being a slide again. Um, okay, let's talk expanded universe. Expanded universe. Either this guy is in a club with, or is the same guy as the same old Lang Syne that he just goes around. Is he the same guy? He just goes around catching up with ex girlfriends. <laughs> I oh, I guarantee. As soon as she got out of that cab, the like, snow turned into rain. Oh yeah, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Maybe the rain turned into snow. Oh. Oh. It's the exact opposite. They didn't stop in a parking lot. No. But he was definitely drinking in that cab. They parked in a driveway. (laughs) They drove on the parkway. Yeah. Um, I I would think, this is what I was saying earlier, I think uh, as they were driving, um, you hear that chorus of angels, and what actually happened was Joey uh was driving past them and the angels that were singing over joey's car sort of yep. like jumped onto harry's cab and they started yeah. singing and they were like oh joey's over there we got to jump to back to joey's car I like that. that's right yeah, yeah I, like I like that, that. i like that yeah, yeah. yeah they were like doing a, an angel <laughs> exchange like just yep. two, yeah. two minutes joey <laughs> give us two minutes we just gotta be good we gotta help this guy out and then we'll be back to you we promise <laughs> yeah. every time he came to a stoplight they jumped to a different car I feel compelled to tell the audience at home that that's the song Run, Joey, Run that we did a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Just because I do feel like in that segment it's good, but sometimes we don't. We just <laughs> say one like character name without explaining what we're talking about. So, that's right. Uh, look up the song Run, Joey, Run if you want to. There's mm-hmm. a, a chorus uh, that sings, and we decided it was a chorus of angels. So it makes sense. Oh, it starts um, with a chorus of angels. You don't even have to listen I, to the whole song. It's in the first three seconds. That's a good point. Uh, and don't bother because it's, uh, it's terrible. So... Um, uh, it's the greatest song ever written, and I will have that argument right now. Um, uh, I mean, I have the, the album on vinyl right here, uh, a present from a good friend of mine. Uh, it's right next to me. I could pull it out if you want me to. Um, so here's what I'm going to say. This lady, Sue, is her name, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And perhaps perhaps if we, if we talk about this for a second, we may find conflicting information, but she changed her name then. Sue? The lady from Old Lang Syne and Lion Eyes, all the same. This is all the same person. Yes. That's Ooh, what I'm saying. Ooh, okay. I 100% uh, agree with Lion Eyes because isn't there a part where it was Rachel when you when you said uh, that she looks out the curtains and uh-huh. she's like, she's still there. Isn't there a part where she's just like sort of standing there and pours herself a strong one? Oh, I in feel Lying like Eyes. that's, yeah. In Lion Eyes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, she married Rich. Yeah. To. Yeah. To escape. Oh my life. God! He picked her up from the cheating side of town. Oh, that's go. what it is. Yeah, Ooh. that's why she yes. didn't want to talk. She was 
That's right. Very focused. Yes. Yeah. On her alibi for where she was that night. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ooh, I mean, that's for, good. Yeah, because not only where she was, but also why she's wearing a soaking wet dress. So she's got a lot. Yeah. She's got a lot of of thoughts going through her head. She's got a lot of story to make up to explain <laughs> to her husband what's going on. Because, uh, yeah. So I again, I think I think all three of those women are the same. Yeah. The same person. Yeah. She's got a lot of leftover lovers that she keeps running into <laughs> at awkward times. She's like, I gotta <laughs> <So>. move. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think I think um, what's his name? I'm blanking on the old Langstein guy's name. Sorry, Dan Fogelberg. Um, Wait, that Dan this Fogelberg. is this is the part in the song where she's looking out the window and and sees his cab there. She stares out at the stars up in the sky, and then she looks down. and She's like, "Why is that cab right still, <laughs> still here? There, right. still there? Uh, uh, another night. It's going to be a long one." <laughs> she draws the shade and hangs her head to cry. Come on, there you go. Oh yeah, because she's like, "Wait a minute." Seventeen dollars on a two dollar tip. What are you thinking? <laughs> That's too much. That's it's nineteen seventy two for crying out loud. <laughs> oh my god! By the twenty first century, that's going to be like a hundred dollar tip. <laughs> I don't even know if we have twenties in the seventies. We have no need for them. Nothing. Nothing is more than fifteen dollars. You can buy a house for fifteen dollars. Um. Uh. Yeah. Oh, twenty dollars. They could have bought like six refrigerators. Yeah. 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 Um. But she is. She was sad to break up with Dan Fogelberg. This guy, Harry Chapin, she couldn't care. Yeah, so, no, about no. it all. Um, she was just like, "Oh my god, I cannot believe this is happening. I cannot believe I ran into him." Um, anything else? No. I don't. Uh, I think those are the Pretty strongest. Solid. Pretty all solid. Right. Uh, we'll keep it short. Expanded universe. No, 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 no. Let's keep it short. Let's keep it short. Um. So anyway, the only thing I want to say was as they were driving past, they went past the nightclub and Pearl was singing uh, in the nightclub. So Pearl's in there too. Everything's fine. Okay. <laughs> Everything's good. Everything's we're gonna, good. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about the history of this song with Sorry Behind the Story. There's only one thing missing from the Story Song Podcast. Pictures. You can fix that by following us on Instagram at Story Song Podcast. You'll find album covers of the songs we've done, behind-the-scenes photos, new episode announcements, and more. Get the full experience. Follow Story Song Podcast on Instagram. All right, we're back. It's time for a story behind the story. How did this story come to be, Rachel? Yeah. Please walk us through it. Sure. Well, Taxi was written and recorded by Harry Chapin. Uh, Harry Chapin Carpenter is his full name. <laughs> it's not, but they are distant cousins. Uh, Her- by Harry Chapin. It was released March uh, 1972 on his debut album, Heads and Tails. It reached number 24 on the Hot 100s, uh, number 5 in Canada, number 19 in New Zealand, and number 20 on Cashbox one- Box 100, and number 85 on the Billboard end of year charts. So we were talking about this before, but Chapin said that Taxi is about 60% true. Oh. Yes. So More than half. More than half. So the Sue in the story was based on a girlfriend that Harry Chapin had while they were both counselors for New York's Fresh Air Fund camps. She was a counselor at the girls' camp. He was a counselor at the, at the boys' camp. So they were, they were fairly young. The woman was Claire McIntyre. I found this from his, his brother gave a story um, to a, I think, Lower Hudson website. Um, she was the daughter of a former Scarsdale mayor and Eastern Airlines president, Malcolm McIntyre, and he did not like Harry. <gasps> surprise, surprise. 
Um, Wait, Eastern Airlines president? Yeah. Did they break up because uh, (laughs) this guy didn't get him a job as a pilot? But here's the thing. He was also like, like, uh, like involved in the Air Force, um, like some sort of some sort of Air Force thing, like for the government. So maybe, maybe Harry did. Maybe they were. They he did have something to do with Harry not being a pilot because Harry Chapin also did. Um, I think attend or wanted to attend the Air Force Academy, and so he wanted to fly at some point, but he never did. Hmm. Anyway, so why did? But why didn't he join the Air Force? Like. I don't know because he's Harry Chapin. He oh, decided. I'm just—I was just asking. No, I don't know. Like, was there like know. a reason, or he just like didn't do it? I mean, I didn't delve real deep into his Air Force uh, lifestyle. I'm sorry. I'll I'll do a I'll do a post on our website about it. Um, right. just for you, Dan. But uh, but the uh, guys, thing- I w- I want to say this. I feel like my history of the Air Force podcast is really going off the rails. Um, <laughs> we spent a lot of time talking about story songs, which I know you guys wanted to do, but I really. Want to get into the Air Force? Let's Enough talk about it. The Air Force, Let's dig it. Every time I bring it. it up, every time I bring it up, there's a lot of like I didn't do the research on the Air Force. You get it? You I don't think to fly. Right? You're like you know. I don't. Jeez, Louise. Sorry. I, <laughs> we'll see you next time on singer songwriters who join the Air Force. Bye bye. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um. Anyway. Real specific. So so. Um, he and Claire dated on and off uh, for two, about two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and years later, um, Harry Chapin was getting his taxi license. And he, I guess while he was waiting to get his, they call it the hack license, he started thinking because he was going to be in New York City and he was going to be a taxi driver. And the thing that he remembers is that, so Tom is Harry Chapin's brother. Tom and Harry used to take the, I mean, well, yeah. Tom and Harry. Uh, used to take, <laughs> sorry. Their brother to take, Dick. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Used to take the subway, but they would always say that Claire would always have money to take a cab because her parents was very wealthy. Her parents wanted her to take a cab. And he started mm. thinking about what happens if she gets into my taxi. What would I say? Um, and then it turns out he didn't have to dr- drive a cab because um, he got two job offers and he took them both. But then I was reading something that his wife, Sandy, said, and, and she said that he did drive a taxi. But basically, it never happened. She never got into the cab. But the idea that he was unsure about what he would say to this old girlfriend um, if she got into the cab was the impetus for the, for the song. Mm. Um, you know, though most of his life was on the East Coast, he was born in, uh, you know, Harry Chapin was born in New York. He, all of his stuff was in New York. He, you know, I think they spent a year in California, but for the most part, his whole life was on the East Coast. So the question is, like, why did he set it in San Francisco? And to that, Sandy said he probably just came up with the line, it was raining hard in Frisco and went from there, which Mm -hmm. if you come up with that for a first line, it's solid. You got to go. You got to go with that. You got to go with that. Um, So back then, the AM radio was was big, but they didn't never wanted to really play a song songs that were very long um so this dj jim connors on from boston's wmex he champ sort of championed the song and it stayed wound up staying on the charts for 16 weeks and it was the most requested song 10 weeks in a row so basically without jim connors it might be that you know harry chapin would never take off i'm not gonna lie he probably would he's incredible but but he's like was the impetus for it 
Um, I have a question. Yeah. So he said the song was sixty percent true. Yes. But then he never drove a taxi. So no, which he got a taxi license? He had his taxi license. But I'm only saying. But he thought, what if she gets in my cab? Yeah. Okay. So, but so Claire, he put a story together based on real events. The lady's true, and right. then and she also he also said that he based on the fact that, that this ex girlfriend of his married rich right. and okay. sort of gave up on her on her dreams and right. so was living that you know comfortable life. So that's where okay. where all that that comes from. Well, I was hoping the other sixty percent was one time he found seventeen dollars. And that was, <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> like, it that's is, what yeah. the majority of the song was inspired by. Right, was, right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Chapin debuted the song on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Became a huge hit. Um, mm-hmm. And there's there's a story, though, like, it's it can't be verified. There's a story that Johnny Carson was so impressed that he invited Harry Chapin back the very next day for an encore performance. But that was in 72, and... The uh, the issue with that is that I guess they don't have like the full episodes from seventy two, just clips. They don't. Nope. Um. So you know we you know we can't tell. But it was very impressive. He was on the Tonight Show like fourteen times. There was one time where he was singing his song uh, "Sniper," and apparently, uh, um, Johnny Carson and uh, oh my gosh, who's the sidekick? Ed McMahon. Oh, Thank Ed you. McMahon. Ed McMahon were so overwhelmed that they couldn't throw it to the to the commercial break. So Doc Severinsen had to do it. Um, wow. So Doc Severinsen was like, this is my time. But um, Can I just say something real quick? Yeah. That's only tangentially related. Sure, um, of course. The reason why they what don't have clips. Well, I was going to say the reason why they don't have clips is after the episodes used to air, they would wipe the tapes and reuse them. Right. Yeah. In same. Crazy. We have we've had <laughs> this conversation before when we talk about like old like nineteen fifties TV shows and stuff like yeah yeah Dumont. special show yeah yeah, um, yeah but I'm saying but even in this even the early seventies they were still they doing were it. like who cares who's yeah. ever going to once it aired once that's it no one would ever care and also videotape was very expensive so they would wipe the tapes and reuse them that's why most right. of most of the Johnny uh, Johnny Cash. Most of the Johnny, Johnny Carson. Carson Tonight Show is gone. Yeah. It's gone. That's why when you see clips, it's only like a handful of clips that they still have for whatever reason and the 80s and 90s stuff. But yeah. all the 60s and 70s stuff is gone. It's weird. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Crazy. Um, but the fact that you can't verify whether or not he was on the show, you don't, because no one crazy. knows. It was aired once and that was it. it because was, I, guess, it was I guess like in like the, the list and stuff, it doesn't say that there's like a second encore right. per- performance but it could be that that's what was set to happen and right. because he was so impressive the first night they brought him back the second night and then didn't, they didn't change right. it or whatever the song was so popular that audiences would often ask about what happened to harry and sue and so eight years later on an album called sequel uh chapin wrote a sequel to the song called sequel which was another <laughs> seven-minute song that continued the story of Harry and Sue. I listened to it and I completely forgot to distill what the story is. But okay. it basically, it, it it says that she's happy and stuff. So, um, but maybe we'll do oh. maybe we'll do sequel. Who knows? Okay. Um, the song has been covered a few times, but most importantly, William Shatner performed it on Dinah. And you guys, <laughs> you guys, <laughs> I can't. The emotion there... that Harry Chapin brings out in me, uh, yeah. if there was an opposite emotion, uh, I mean, th- there's just such, the, the William Shatner version is like an affront to everything that anyone should hold dear. And 
I'll, I will give William Shatner his due. He says mm. during the Dinah, like his interview, he says, I can't sing, but I'm moved by singing. So I decided by music. So I decided to do this. It is, I can't put it into words. <laughs> I, I need like stills of what my face is making right now. Because <laughs> I can't express to you what I, what I experienced. I just YouTube William Shatner, Dinah, Taxi. And, mm. and you need to experience it for yourself, if only so that I'm not alone in what I'm feeling right now. It was somewhere in a fairy tale. I used to take her home in my car. We learned about love in the back of a Dodge. The lessons hadn't gone too far. So I'm going to speak a bit about Harry Chapin. Now, we did do Cats in the Cradle years sure ago in our first run. So I'm not going to talk much uh, about Harry Chapin. You know, I'm not going to get too too deep into Harry Chapin, but I'll give a, a quick overview. He's obviously, you know, you know, one of the most well-known singer-songwriters of our time. I have to say, the more I went through this, I told Dan this, I think before Michael was on the call, but the, the more I went through this, I literally, in researching this, started crying because he seemed like such a an incredible human being. He was not only an incredible singer-songwriter, but a, an incredible activist and philanthropist. But the more you read about him, the more you just know what's been lost. Um, but let's talk about him a little bit. So right. Harry Chapin, so he was born in 1942, and he grew up around music and film. His father was Jim Chapin, who was a percussionist. And after his parents divorced, his mother married Henry Hart, who was an editor for Films in Review. Um, and he, Chapin actually started out in the film industry and he worked in documentary filmmaking. And he even, because to talk about Dreams Unfulfilled, Dan, mm -hmm. his film Legendary Champions was nominated for an Academy Award in 1968. Oh, wow. So he's doing great. Why is he always Come talking about on. unfulfilled dreams? I mean, he's I'll... 26 and he's got yeah. an Academy Award nomination for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, Harry, obviously, it took a long time for him to hit. That's a lie. The, I'm kidding. Uh, he, he, his value was known from the start. He started playing clubs in New York City in like 1971. And by 1972, there was a bidding war on who, was, who he's going to have a contract for between Clive Davis at Columbia and Jack Holzman at Electra. And Electra won. Okay. Um, to the point where I think Jack Holzman said something where he stood outside his door at six in the morning and said, I'm not leaving here until we have a contract. On top of that. I think that's a quote from The Godfather, right? I think so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All combined. It's all combined. Um, his debut album was Heads and Tails. You want to guess how Tails is spelled? Uh, with a T. T A L E S, of course. Nice. Come on, guys. Come on. Nice. Come on. It's like Soul well, Provider. He does you have a lot to be of quick on this. Oh, that's right. Come on. You well, he know. does a lot of story songs, so yeah, Tales. yeah. He's yeah. Tales. If I mean Harry Chapin knows how to write a story, that's for sure. Um, it was a great success. It sold over a million copies. It obviously, you know, this song Taxi was huge. And apparently this Taxi song was so huge that a lot of memorabilia for Harry Chapin is taxi themed or checker taxi. So there's a lot of like checkered taxi oh, stuff. Okay. Things for mm. him. Yeah, of course. So this was on his debut album. It was on his debut album. Wow. He released albums the following two years. And then in 1974, uh, it was Verity's and Balderdash, which was his biggest record. It, it sold like 2.5 million copies, and it had on it the number one classic hit, 
in the zeitgeist. Cats in the Cradle? Is that how you see that? Yeah. Cats in the Cradle. Oh, nice. Uh, he's huge. His biggest hit. Um, and he continued to be a prolific writer. He released albums every year until his death. I This I did not know. In 75, he wrote and performed a Broadway play called The Night That Made America Famous. And he earned two Tony nominations and two Drama Desk nominations. How does he write all this dreams unfulfilled stuff? <laughs> and he has Tony nominated. Maybe it's because he didn't win. Is that why? I maybe He's all maybe. Upset? I also don't think that he won a Grammy. Actually, that he ever won a Grammy. He won like honorary Grammys. Like he won the, he was in the Grammy Hall of Fame and stuff. But I don't know. Uh, he must have. But he was nominated um, for an Oscar just, and nominated for two Tonys. So yeah, and nominated for Grammys. I mean, yeah. you know. Well, that's why he never won. Year. Because they were like, well, he can't ever fulfill a dream. That's so we right. have to make sure that he doesn't actually win anything. Yeah. That's right. He was up for Best New Artist, and the person who won the same year as the Eagles and I think Alice Cooper, I don't know, some, some other people, but who won was America. It was a bizarre mm. year best of, uh, for uh, Best New Artist. But, yeah, but America's he... right. great. America's well, great. That, that's, like, that's a solid category right there that's what i'm saying mm. for that year i okay. mean the eagles harry chapin and america alone and the other three were also big acts that i forget who it was right now but it was incredible because right. i was like how did I, who did harry chapin lose to and the fact that it was america vocal band. and that he, yeah, that's right that's right that he was he was in, uh, incredible like i said he continued to be a pro prolific writer he released an album every year until his death in 1981 he was one of the most successful and highest paid artists in the world at the time of his death. Um, and in addition to his music career, he was an incredible activist and philanthropist, bringing attention to hunger and poverty in America. And um, many of his concerts, I think half of his concerts, were benefits for organizations that he cared about. Um, Bruce Springsteen said something in a concert that said basically... Uh, Harry Chapin told him, I do one for me and one for the other guy. Uh, he gave away so much of his money, and and he was left with, with little at his death, um, which gave rise to the Harry Chapin Foundation, which supports arts and education, community education, and agricultural and environmental programs. Unfortunately, Harry Chapin died in a car accident on the Long Island Expressway on July 16, 1981. I mean, even reading this, I'm getting like choked up because the more you look into Harry Chapin, the more you realize like how much he did not only for music, but how much he did for society and like how much he could have continued to do because his ability to get people rallied and get people behind the causes that he cared about is really incredible. And his legacy remains both in music and his activism. He's been inducted into the Grammys Hall of Fame, received the Congressional Gold Medal uh, in 1974. I think, and has an uh, an ASCAP Humanitarian Award named after him. And in October 2020, the documentary Harry Chapin, When in Doubt, Do Something was released. So an incredible human being. He was 38 at the time of his death. And just to think about what he could have done musically and what he could have done, uh, you know, for the world as a whole is uh, really incredible and, and sad to think about. But and what he did in his time in his short time, is also really, really, really amazing. So that's Harry Chapin. I'm going to go cry and curl up in a ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, normally I would end on a joke, but I think I'm just going to uh, wrap it up. 
Um, I just want to say that, Rachel, because I didn't want to feel that I would like pushing you off the stage, but I'm like, I don't know what to say. Uh, no. That sucks. That That's, sucks. I mean, so. it's listen, all I could say is, I mean, I would, I would tell everyone to check out Harry Chapin Foundation. They do a lot of incredible things mm-hmm. and watch a documentary and just see how many people really cared about this person and really um, continue his legacy and his work. All right. Um, let's take another quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about the lesson we learned from this song with Lessons Learned. We want to be friends with you. So like us on Facebook for all kinds of fun story song stuff. You and the Story Song Podcast. It's the start of a beautiful friendship. All right, we're back. It's time for Lessons Learned. What lesson did we learn from this song? Let's start with Michael. Michael, what lesson did you learn? Um, you know what? I do want to say one thing. Because mm-hmm. I, I, when I listen back, we did our classic episode, and I think maybe I kind of forgot what this segment is about. So I want to say, because I, I laid it out in that episode, <laughs> which is, what can we take away from this song and apply to make our lives better? That's what I said. And I want to say that again. Wow. So, Michael, okay. what can you take away from this song and apply it to your life? Go. Um, I learned that when you get into a cab, always mm-hmm. have your headphones on. Okay. Doesn't matter if you're listening to music. It doesn't even have to be plugged in. But mm-hmm. if you want to avoid a conversation, headphones. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, again, I've, I've not, I'm not above having done the fake phone call. Hello? Oh, hey! Oh my God! No, I'm just, just I'm just. In the, I'm sorry. Just have to. I'm sorry. I gotta take this. Yeah, yeah. I'm in. No, I'm in the. I'm in the cab. Yeah, yeah. I'll be there. I'll be there in a bit. How are you? Uh huh. And you just, you know. <laughs> or just like, calling someone and be like, I need you to talk to me for six minutes. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not good uh, at improving this. Hmm. Uh, I learned, um, wherever you're going, whatever you're doing, get in a taxi, go in the, you know, a restaurant, get your hair cut, have that tip calculator handy. You do not <laughs> want to be accidentally over tipping, um, whether it's just cause you can't figure out the math fast, fast enough, you know, or because you ran into an old boyfriend, it doesn't matter. Right. You, you know, for, you gotta make sure you're giving the right amount because, cause also the problem is. You start, you start giving away, you know, eight hundred percent tips to people. Harry's going to start telling the other cab drivers in town, right? And they're all going to be expecting it now. Yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. So you got to be ready. They're all going to be pretending to be your ex boyfriend. Mm-hmm. So you got to make sure that you know you're giving the right amount. And you can't remember all those ex boyfriends. You got to no, no. So you just give a like, flat. I, mean, I guess so. Seventeen <laughs> percent, flat seventeen percent. Right. It's not too much that it's like right. you know. They think you're yeah, fancy, yeah. but it's not 15%. 17% right. is the way to go. 17 That's yeah. the way to go. Absolutely. I mean, it's made a lot easier now that they've got credit card readers mm-hmm. uh, that's right. in, in cabs. 1972, that wasn't an option, no. but... Right. Because there would be like carbon and, yeah. and, and like a whole <laughs> <laughs> a whole machine that they got to do. That's right. But all, all you could do in 1972 would be like, I'm sorry, can you break this $500 bill? It's all I have. Yep. You'll notice how nice my house is. Yeah, yeah. Did you see the gates we drove through? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, You're to my mansion. Like, she's like, can I use a credit card? I was like, absolutely. I used to go in your house and call the bank and That's make right. sure that this is good. Is that okay? This is a 20-minute process, but it's fine. For this 
two dollar and fifty cent <laughs> cab ride. <laughs> Instead, uh, but in twenty twenty dollars, that's fifteen dollars. So that's a, that's no. a substantial okay. charge. Sounds like everything's going great in twenty twenty. <laughs> uh, Rachel, uh, I learned that it, um, if you're a successful singer songwriter who has, uh, you know, been nominated for Grammys and an Academy Award and um, mm-hmm. and a couple of Tonys, just keep saying that dreams stay unfulfilled because <laughs> it'll make the stuff that you that happened to you yeah. seems so much better. So somebody's like, how can you write these songs? And you go, well, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm very I successful know. and most of my dreams mm-hmm. have come true, <laughs> but I like to right. give back to people who, who don't, people like you, who, whose dreams have not been fulfilled. I right. mean, I'm Harry Chapin. My dreams are fulfilled. But people right. like you, your dreams have not been fulfilled. You feel terrible. So I need you to think that me, a very successful right. person, person also do not have dreams that are fulfilled. I mean, I got nominated. I write... People say it's, it's, you know, just being nominated is a, you know, is an honor, right. but it's not my dream. My dream wasn't to be nominated. My dream was to win because I'm Harry Chapin no. Elfish. <laughs> and if there's everything, <laughs> anything my life has told you, it's that I, I don't care about the little yeah. guy, just about Harry. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, write I think songs I got something. I think I got like the wrong you. thing away from Doesn't Harry Chapin. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I mean, I would say the other lesson is like, if you yeah. are in that position, just write. Just write one song called Dreams Don't Come True for everyone yes. except for me. That's I'm right. great. All my <laughs> dreams came true. But everyone else yep. lives unfulfilled yep. lives. So uh, Dreams come true, but only if that dream is to be Tony nominated and not right. to win the Tony. Well, the other thing, Rachel, is in all that backstory, you never once mentioned Harry Chapin's greatest accomplishment. Which was? Entering into the story song cover twice That's club. True. Joining, yeah. joining Cher and Johnny Cash on a technicality because yeah. he's in the Highway Men. But I mean, that is that is the greatest honor yes, in which you can right. achieve. That's right. Is being covered by us twice. So yeah, yeah. Welcome, welcome, Harry. Welcome to the club. You did it. You're you know, finally are you there. Make the, are you going to be the first three timer? I don't know, but you got a lot of story songs, buddy. <laughs> That's true. And the sequel. <laughs> the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we probably will get to that, but. Um, all right. Well, anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this has been the Story Song Podcast. We do this every two weeks, so come on back soon. Um, I'm Dan McInerney. I'm Rachel Oaks. And I'm Michael Cassell. Follow us on the socials like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Um, and if you can leave us a five-star review, we'd certainly appreciate it. So thank you guys again for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. 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 Our theme music was written and performed by Jason Flowers. Find him on Twitter at Jason Flowers with a Z. Some of our bumper music was provided by Purple Planet Music. Our logo was designed by Dan Geva. Be sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter at story underscore song, and on Instagram at story song podcast. And don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find your podcasts. The Story Song Podcast is a proud member of the Pantheon Podcast Network. Go to pantheonpodcasts.com. Thanks for listening. It's the Story Song ever hear anyone listening to the radio in star wars no. at any point no i never see a radio but i don't but that's the thing but like the only time you ever hear music is when it's live so i don't think they have rec- they have sentient ai robots but i don't think they have cassette tapes
I don't think they have any way of listening to music. Yeah. With one of the best savings rates in America, banking with Capital One is the easiest decision in the history of decisions. Even easier than choosing Slash to be in your band. Next up for lead guitar. You're in. Cool. (laughs) Yep, even easier than that. And with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts, is it even a decision? That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com slash bank for details. Capital One and a member FDIC. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.